Hey, I'm Brian Brister, a worship leader, certified health coach, and fashion photographer. Welcome to the Brian Brister Experience Podcast. I'll be sharing with you from a myriad of topics that I gather from suggestions I receive on my social media accounts or in conversation with friends. I'll also interview cool people doing cool things in the world, probably while drinking coffee, definitely while drinking water. Thanks for joining. I just don't get it. How are you so dang positive all the time? You're just so dang positive. No matter what's going on, no matter what's wrong, you just always seem to find the good in that. These are things that I've been told over and over again for many years. And it's true. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I see the negative. I am aware when things aren't great. I have bad days. But overall, yeah, I look for the positive. I do. It's part of who I am. And I'm really thankful for that. I'm not saying that because you don't, I'm better than you. That's never been my idea. But this is the way that I tick. This is the way that I love to live my life. And so many people for so many years have said, I just don't understand how you just don't care what other people think about you, how you just do what Brian Brister wants to do. You go where you want to go. You do what you want to do. You say what you want to say, and you don't really care what other people think about that. And here's the reality. That's not completely true. It is always in the back of my mind what people think, what people say, what people are going to do, how people are going to respond to who I am, because I'm a lot. (laughs) I am a lot to take in sometimes. It was so interesting because a friend of mine posted this thing on her Instagram story yesterday, and it was posted by someone else. She reshared it, but it said, I will never join a Zoom meeting with my camera on. I got to see what the vibes are first. And my immediate response to that was, always camera on. I am the vibe. I am the room. And while that was funny and joking, and it's honestly like, I'm there. I I am not concerned about whether or not I'm going to fit into the room completely. I mean, don't get me wrong. It crosses my mind, but it doesn't stop me from living my life. It doesn't hold me back. I went to church last night uh, at my mom's church. They were in revival. And the preacher, who was a friend of mine, was talking, and he said that so many people struggle in church to worship in a way that is authentic to them because they're constantly worried about what the other people in the room are going to think. And I stopped and thought about that and realized that I do that. I mean, any of you who have ever been in church with me or who have ever seen me lead worship know that I am all kinds of over the top. I am jumping and dancing and singing and worshiping. But the crazy part about that is it's still reserved. That is reserved because there are so many other things that I want to do that I don't because I'm concerned of what other people will think or what other people will say. And that's frustrating because my relationship with God and the way that I worship has nothing to do with anyone else in the room. It only has to do with the creator of the world and my love for him. That is totally, well, maybe not totally off topic from what I was here for, but it's, I think that one of the reasons that I am able to be so positive in every situation or to at least find the good in a situation is because I never stop looking for it. Even when things are bad, I would rather try to find the thing that's good in the midst of that. And 
Okay, I'm very blessed. I have an incredible life. I've been through a lot of really great things and have had a lot of really great experiences. At the same time, there's been a lot of heartache and a lot of heartbreak and so many things that I wish had not happened the way that they did. It took me a very long time to find a career that I was completely passionate about that could change my life and so many others. My dad died a week before my 25th birthday and six weeks before I graduated from grad school. That's unfair. It will never, ever, ever be convinced to me that that is fair. Because it's not. I've had a number of friends die too young. I've had a number of jobs that didn't work out in the way that I thought they would. So many dreams that I had in my life didn't turn out the way that I thought they would. But you know what? I learned something. I grew. I became a better, stronger more fulfilled person in going through those things. And I'm thankful for that because there were so many other opportunities in my life that I could have just said, ah, screw it. This isn't going to work out. And that's tough. And you hear the phrase all the time, like, are you a glass half empty or a half full sort of person? And I don't really know what makes a person tick in that certain way, but I'm definitely a glass half full person. I have a number of friends who are glass half empty people, and I love them. I don't think that they are any less of a person because they tend to see the glass half empty. Though sometimes I just want to pour a whole bunch of water in that glass so that it overflows to the point that they can't deny that it is full. But then at the same time, a number of them would also then complain because the water ran out of the glass. So... (laughs) Oh, man. So I wanted to share a little bit of how you can become a more positive person if that is something that you want. Now, if you're not ready for this, if you're not ready to stop seeing the negative and everything, if you're not ready to look for the positive and everything, you know what? You can go ahead and stop this podcast. You can just wait until next week when a new one comes out and you can jump right back on the wagon and hang out with me there because I don't ever want you to feel that I'm pressuring you into doing something that you don't want to do. But if you want to become a more positive person, if you want to see life a little bit better than you do now, this may help. Focus on the good things in a situation. For example, if you make plans with someone and they cancel those plans, focus on how it frees up time for you to do something else, to enjoy another activity, to spend time reading or watching a TV show or focusing on your work or sending a text message or a giving a phone call to someone in your life. That one's a hard one for me because not the focusing on the good things, but for example, if a friend of mine canceled plans on me, I would immediately be like, oh, dang it, that really sucks. We were going to have so much fun or maybe they don't really want to hang out with me or whatever. But I can then immediately switch to trying to find the good in that and finding something else to do in that place. The other is practicing gratitude because practicing gratitude has been shown to reduce stress, improve self-esteem, Think of people, moments, or things that bring you some kind of comfort or happiness and try to express your gratitude at least once a day. So I very often, when someone crosses my mind and I think of a great memory that we've had or I see a photo of us together or something and I think of something really cool and a really special thing that they mean to me, I'll text them. I'll send them the photo. Completely out of the blue, it doesn't have to be a big deal. Just, hey, I'm thinking of you. You crossed my mind. I appreciate you. I'm grateful that you're in my life. That's awesome. Keep a gratitude journal. This is something that I didn't do prior 
to, you know, the whole world shutting down in March of 2020. <laughs> and then a number of health coaches and I began meeting every morning on Zoom to do our work together to, you know, foster community since we weren't meeting in person. And the thing that we still do every day is for the first three minutes of our Zoom call, we practice gratitude. We keep a gratitude journal. We write down five things that we're thankful for now and five things that our future self will be thankful for or grateful for. So things that we're currently working on that we know are going to become a reality and we practice that gratitude. It's so awesome to go back and to see those things throughout the months that have passed and then also to recognize when those future gratitudes become current gratitudes. Open yourself up to humor. And I think that this is one of the easiest ones because we live in this world of amazing technology and there are so many funny memes and videos and TikTok and all of these things that show you so much humor that at any moment in the day, you could take a break and hop on one of those social media places or even Google funny memes and you're sure to get at least a smile out of something. They may not all be funny to you and that's okay but you'll find one or two that are and you'll laugh and you'll smile and that'll be awesome to help you get a bit more humor. Laughter lowers stress, anxiety, depression. It improves coping skills, your mood, and your self-esteem. So all of those things are super helpful. Also, spend time with positive people like, hello, hang out with your boy. <laughs> because if you're a person who struggles to see the good in everything, then surrounding yourself with people that that comes easy to may help you begin to recognize how to do that. Now, I'm not saying we've got it all figured out because we don't, okay? But if you find yourself surrounded by people who do find it easier to be positive, then it may help you. Now, there are days that you're going to have to be aware that hanging out with those people is not going to be helpful. If you are in a mood and you are not looking to change that today, don't hang out with people who are only seeing the positive because it's not going to be good for you and it's not going to be good for them <laughs> because you're going to get frustrated that they're not all down in the dumps like you are and they're going to get frustrated that you won't just get out of your freaking hole. So know your limits, know your boundaries, but also surround yourself with positive people, especially on the good days. Practice positive self-talk. This is a really, really big one. And definitely something that I've struggled with because we tend to be the hardest on ourselves and be our own worst critic. I can celebrate the heck out of you. I can find the good in you so easily. But when I stand in the mirror and I look at myself, it's not the most easy thing for me to do. And I struggle with that so often. I was actually looking at TimeHop this morning. For those of you who don't know what TimeHop is, it's an app that you can download on your phone and connect to your photos, your Instagram, your Facebook, other social medias, and it shows you things that you've posted or photos that you've taken in previous years on this day. So when I was looking this morning, six years ago, I posted, hey there, beautiful, go look in the mirror, really look at yourself, past the insecurities, past everything you think is wrong, you are beautiful remember that. And I'm going to be real with you. I didn't post that because I believed it. I didn't post that because I was living on top of the world and I thought all those things were awesome. I posted that because I needed to hear it. I posted that because I knew there were other people in my life that also struggled with those same things. Practicing positive self-talk is probably one of the most beautiful ways that we can begin to live a more positive lifestyle. Because if we can see the positive things in ourselves, 
it will make it so much easier to see the positive things in the world around us. If we continue to live in a world where we are our own worst critic and we talk negatively to ourselves all throughout the day, over time this will cause us to form a negative opinion about ourselves and it can be hard to shake. And so to stop this, we need to be mindful of the voice in our head and respond with positive messages. Positive self-talk. One example, instead of thinking, I really messed that up, try, I'll try it again a different way. Or, wow, apparently I'm never going to get this together. I've tried a lot of things that didn't work, but I believe that one day I'm going to figure it out. I really hate the way that my face looks right now. There are so many beautiful things about me that other people recognize. I just can't seem to get my life on track. I sure have tried a lot of different things that weren't necessarily the best option for me. If you're a person who is still contending to be a positive person, those probably annoyed you because you're like, that doesn't matter. That doesn't count. That's not real. But trust me, give it a shot. And with time, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at how well it works. Another thing, identify your areas of negativity. Take a good look at the different areas of your life and identify the ones in which you tend to be the most negative. If you're not sure, you could even ask a trusted friend or colleague. Chances are they'll be able to offer some insight. Now, here's the thing. Go into that conversation, arms open, eyes open, heart secure in that friendship or that relationship. Because if you go to them and ask them if there are areas of negativity in your life that you want to perfect or that you want to get better at, and then they share those with you and it offends you or it makes you angry, that's not going to help anyone. It's going to make that friendship tense and uncomfortable. And moving forward, they may be afraid to share with you, honestly, because of the way that you responded. So if it's not something that you're willing to hear from them, don't ask. Try to do the work on your own. Try to figure out the areas of your life that have the most negativity. And tackle one at a time. Don't feel like if you write down two or three or even ten areas of negativity in your life that you have to accomplish them all tomorrow. Find one that you can begin to make better choices, that you can begin to look at more positively and go from there. Start every day on a positive note. Create a ritual in which you start off each day with something uplifting and positive. You can either look yourself in the mirror and say, you look so good. It's going to be a great day. Or you look amazing. I'm so proud of all that you've accomplished. You are a rock star and a world changer. You can listen to a happy song or a playlist or dance around a bit while you're getting dressed. That may seem crazy, but I don't know anyone who's done it who felt worse afterwards. So give it a shot. Also, share some positivity by giving a compliment to someone or doing something nice for someone. Do things that may shake it up a bit, that may make it a little bit differently. If you find yourself waking up, being angry that your alarm went off, stumbling into the kitchen and making the coffee and grumbling the whole time, looking in the mirror at the bags under your eyes, it's not a great start, guys. So do something that helps you recognize the beauty in the day before it even starts for you. Maybe that's changing your alarm to a song that makes you happy, to a song that brings you joy so that waking up feels special. Or maybe it's the moment you wake up, you read a scripture or you read a word of affirmation. Put a little note card beside your bed that you can read every morning when you wake up 
that will inspire you or encourage you or help you see a bit of positivity. There are a lot of things that you can do to become a more positive person. There are so many benefits to being a positive person, to being a happier, more resilient person in hard times. But also, there are a lot of reasons physically to try to become a more positive person because stress and other negative emotions will trigger several processes in our body, actually, which include stress hormone release, metabolism, and immune function. And some of those symptoms of stress include headaches, body aches, nausea, fatigue, difficulty sleeping. And then it can lead to a higher risk of heart disease, heart attack, stroke, dementia, all of those things. Now, here's the thing that a lot of you are not going to agree with. And you know what? That's okay. Because I've experienced it personally, and I'm confident in my decision to say this. Sometimes you have to seek medical help. Sometimes you can't do this on your own. Sometimes you need someone else who is completely disconnected from your life and your friendships and your relationships to help you begin to work through that. So if you're feeling consumed by negative thoughts or having trouble controlling your emotions, see a doctor. You may benefit from psychology or therapy in your life. Persistent negative thoughts can be caused by an underlying psychiatric condition that requires treatment. I have a therapist. I love having a therapist. I had never had a therapist before my dad died. And in my mind, it was like, oh yeah, therapy, the thing that people do when their whole life falls apart. And when my life fell apart because my dad died in 2012, several of my friends recommended therapy and I went. And guys, it was the greatest decision that I could have made. I will always, always, always support you choosing therapy if you feel that's a good thing for you. I did a podcast a while back with a friend of mine who is a therapist, and we talked about therapy and how therapy is for the healthy, not just the sick. And I will never stop remembering that conversation and remembering how amazing it was. And even for me now, I'm healthy. I am happy. I have a great life. But also having someone that I can talk to outside of that that is disconnected is amazing. And once I had gone through therapy, if you've already listened to that other podcast, then you know some of the things I'm about to say. But once I had gone through therapy, I began to realize that everyone needs and deserves a therapist. I feel like people should just be given a therapist when they first start talking and that person should never leave. <laughs> we should always have someone that we could talk to that is not connected to our life because a lot of people try therapy with their close friends or with their family or with the person they're in a relationship with. And I'm just going to be honest with you. That's not therapy because if you say something that offends them or if you say something that is somehow connected to them or if you share those things with a person who may then also share it with other people, that's not therapy. That's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> so if you're a person who is struggling or if you're a person who just wonders what it would be like to talk to someone, check out a therapist. There are a number of online therapists, especially during COVID. But I mean, before that, there were a number of online therapists. There are apps that you can do. You can FaceTime them or Zoom with them or you can, you know, text with them. So there are options. If you need or want someone to talk to, I'm going to recommend that you definitely give that a shot. And by beginning to work through those areas of your life, it will help you to become more positive. It'll help you to see the more positive things in your life. And I think that that'll be a huge help for you. 
Because here's the thing. We weren't designed to do life alone. We weren't designed to be at this, to go at this by ourselves. And sometimes life can feel really lonely. And sometimes there are things in our life that we don't feel that we can share with the people closest to us because of how it may affect them or because they may misunderstand what we're actually saying. So if that's you, and if you need someone, definitely check out a therapist. There are a number of different options for virtual therapy, and so I don't want you to think that the ones that I'm about to share are the best and the one that you should go with. Also, I am not sponsored by any of these. But the one that I've used most often is an app called Talkspace. And it's awesome because you're able to connect with a therapist and speak with someone who is licensed, and it's a simple and secure app. There's also an app called BetterHelp. Regain, couples therapist trained in virtual relationship counseling. OnlineTherapy.com, Faithful Counseling. It's licensed virtual therapists catering specifically to Christians. There's also Teen Counseling, which specializes in virtual therapy to help teens flourish. Pride Counseling is a virtual LGBT counseling. These are some great options, but they're not the only options. If you don't know where to start, check those out. If you have thoughts about this or if you want to share a story, I would love it if you would send me a message on Instagram or Facebook or if you would comment on my most recent Instagram post. I'd love to know how you are becoming a more positive person. Or if you're a person who struggles with being positive, what are some things that you've done that have worked? Or if you want more tips that maybe I didn't share here, feel free to reach out. Also, if you're a person who is actively doing therapy or has done therapy in the past, I'd love to hear how it has benefited you. So let me know. Hope you have an incredible day and I'll talk to you soon. Whether this was your first time listening or you've been around for a while, I'd love it if you would share this episode with at least one person you think may enjoy it. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Brian Brister for a more behind the scenes look at my life. You can also send me a DM or comment on my most recent Instagram post, whatever it is, if there's a specific topic you'd like to hear me speak on, or if you have questions about something I said today. That's all for me. I'll be back next week. Until then, do good, be well. Oh, and drink some water.